the Upside Down Podcast. This is Ash. Unfortunately, Tori cannot be with us today, but fortunately, we have um, an actor from Stranger Things who you guys probably remember from the iconic scene where Joyce says, just ring me up, Donald. I'd like to welcome Charles Lawler to our cast, and he plays... I always say the last name wrong, but it is Donald Melvald, and he runs the drugstore. So, Charles, welcome. Hey, how you doing? We're super excited that you're here to speak with us. Um, I guess what I want to know first is, how did you get cast in Stranger Things? How did that come about? You know, um, I think it was just a matter of my agent said, there's this thing in town, and do you want to read for it? And I said, oh, sure. And, uh, I read for it, and the next thing I know, they called me up and asked me to come to the table read. Oh, nice. The whole <clears throat> yeah. cast? Yeah, the whole cast. And they said, oh, and by the way, you're going to be reading 14 different parts. <laughs> That's funny. When we talked to um, Charles, who played the movie theater manager, and Robert, who you know, played Power- Hawkins, Power and Light, uh, Repairman, they both said the same thing, that they had to read for, like, multiple Oh, roles. yeah. Multiple I thought that was roles. interesting. And I had a lot of fun with it. It was like when I played one guy, I'd be the... Uh, the evil uh, Hannibal Lecter guy in my mind, and then I'd, <laughs> then I'd come back as the uh, frustrated, not, not out of the closet gay guy, and uh, I had I had a lot of different characters that I got to play. <laughs> when you were at the table read, what was it like um, sitting with the cast? I mean, I guess at that point a lot of them were new, other than David and Winona. Yeah, the kids. I had never seen any of the kids before. Yeah. Uh, but you knew right away that the chemistry was good. They were so relaxed and not... Uh, affected and you know like so many of the kids that you see in this business their parents have pushed them all their life and they're very stilted and and, you know you can tell they're sort of trying too hard yeah you know and and these kids were all just having a good time and cutting up and laughing and it was interesting yeah we've had the good fortune to meet them a couple of times and they've always been really lovely and they're young they're between the ages of I think 11 and maybe 15 Mm -hmm. but they always seem very mature and very just kind of thoughtful for their age sure what was it like um, well so you did get cast as Donald Um, how did that happen well I don't know Uh, they (laughs) they read me that was the one principal role that they had talked to me about and uh, they brought me in and I guess they it worked all right with Winona and I. I guess all hinged on that. I think the big question everybody wants to know is what was it like working with Winona Ryder? Fine. She's um, rather reserved, kind of quiet mm-hmm. woman. Uh, she, you know, she's just very sort of laid back and quiet. And, uh, you know, this how are you and very pleasant, but... She sort of get, does her work and then she just disappears. Yeah, I think it's because probably tons of people are so interested. And sure. Like, when Winona, Winona. Yeah, when you reach that point, uh, everybody wants something, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I, that's why when I work on sets, I always make a point of uh, doing my job and staying out of the way. Well, I know that you filmed down in Jackson, Georgia. Mm-hmm. That's where the main town square is, and that's where the drugstore was. And we've been there. It's really... My drugstore. Yeah. I'm yeah. very proud of my drugstore. It's neat. I, I was there a couple of weeks ago, um, and they still had it. It still said Melville's up on the top of well, the store. Well, that's encouraging. Yeah, they hadn't, they, hadn't, they hadn't taken it down yet. So, how, what was the shoot like? How long were you... How long did you film? Um, well, you know, they're, they're very good at what they do, and we set up, and they shoot it a few times and get their angles and things and uh, then they'll shoot one for safety and knock it usually it's a pretty short day with them it, it isn't dragged out like uh, I can remember working on a God rest his soul a thing for John Frankenheimer a Civil War piece and we'd get there at five in the morning and leave at uh, two in the morning oh really yeah it was and it was awful but uh, yeah this is very 
I've heard from people who work on the crew that um, Stranger Things has a very nice vibe. Like, it has a very nice set feeling. Like, Yeah, I want to tell you something about that. I've worked for a lot of people. I mean, as I say, uh, Frankenheimer, he was a world-famous director. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But he was like a general running an army. You know, he was very directed. And th- you will do this now. Yeah. You know, uh, but he was a nice enough guy. But... Uh, you can always tell something about a project by the people who put it together and run it. And these guys, the Duffer Brothers, yeah, they were at the table read, and they were just as laid back and easygoing and nice. I mean, you would have known that they were the two big honchos on the show. Yeah. And that's an important thing. It, it's the trickle. The trickle down does work sometimes. You know, it's like when you have people that are that relaxed and that empathetic. You know, it, it trickles down, and everybody else sort of relaxes, and it, it, it bleeds through into the show. Yeah. And although I never have seen them since the table read, uh, I, I hear they do some hands-on stuff occasionally still, but yeah, they were the ones who put this thing together, and uh, I kind of figured, I, I didn't, I hate to admit this, I didn't know who they were, really. And, and, well, I think they did. I think they did Wayward Pines and some other. Projects. Yeah. Well, once I but went I think home this and is looked what them put up, them on the map. Yeah. 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 I looked them up and I said, "Oh yeah," but you know, there's a, a fine line. You you don't take yourself too seriously, mm-hmm. but you take your work. I used to teach film acting. Yeah. And uh, I always told my students, "You take yourself. You don't take yourself too seriously. You're not finding the cure for cancer here. Yeah. You're playing make pretend. But the thing is, take your work deadly serious. Yeah. Prepare and do your work." So uh, that's there's that fine line, and that's the shows that have that balance to them seem to have come to that understanding, and they don't. I mean, I, I have worked for like tyrants. Yeah. Uh, the, the, of all shows, there was a religious movie I did, and I played a, a preacher had a lot of dialogue in it, very stressful. But the guy that was running it was his first time ever directing, and his directorial style was crack the whip, threaten. <laughs> and intimidate, you know, and it's like, yeah. and so everybody walked around, it was like, I hate Miami Vice, with, there was a certain actor on that that was one of the stars, and just because of his <laughs> attitude, because I of his attitude, yeah, it's like, everybody on the set walked on eggshells, and everybody was tiptoeing, and you know, it was like, yeah, yeah. It's, so some places are more fun to work than others, this, this, this show was a pleasure to work on. That's one of the things my sister Tori and I noticed is that whenever we're lucky enough to talk to someone from the cast or meet someone from the cast or even talk to someone who maybe um, lives in one of the houses that was used for the exterior shot or someone who works in the town, everyone is lovely. Like, no one is... We've had one instance where someone told us, you know, don't go to this neighborhood because these people don't want you by their house. Right. Um, but other than that, it's been just a wonderful experience. People have just been jovial and nice and they appreciate, like, the fandom. And, and plus that in the town, they kind of know about show business. I mean, that was where we worked on that uh, John Frankenheimer Civil War movie down there. Oh, okay. And that's what sort of started that area generating, I think. Yeah. But so now they've had several shows through there and there's even a studio that way and uh, you know, it's, it's, they seem to, the people all like, it. it's like, um, you remember Heat of the Night? Yeah, I do. I used to play a racist terrorist bad guy on that. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, that was like a big party every time they were going to film. Everybody in town put on their best duds, came down and hoped to be an extra in it. And yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Well, that's what I was wondering. So when Charles filmed his scene, um, with Joe Keery, the movie theater sign, he said that there was really nobody around. And I, and I wondered, um, you know, is that because 
the people in the town weren't really interested or just because Stranger Things was so new at the time they didn't know what was being filmed were well, there people be. were there people around when you yeah there were people when I was there people but the thing is they keep a perimeter and they even shut down traffic during certain scenes so stop all traffic and hold it Okay. Uh, so it just depends what location they're shooting at. I, people hang around and they, they hope to get picked up as extras, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, the town is a small town. It's kind of quiet. And uh, I don't think there's been any... It isn't like Andersonville where we have 3,000 extras. Yeah. So everybody shows up and looking for work, you know. Uh, but this this is... I, I don't know how they handle their extra work. Mm-hmm. But there doesn't seem to be a, a real inundation of uh, locals, you know, yeah. hanging out looking to... When the extras were, you said there was extras hanging around on set, or people hanging around on set hoping to be extras, does that ever happen, where they where they need someone, and so they're like, oh, you're sure. here, come on in? Sure. Uh, yeah, that some people, like Frankenheimer, he's been known to just pull somebody out of the extras and give them lines and make them into an actor, you know? What about the locals who are around who are hoping to be extras? Were they ever it pulled? It depends on the scene. I don't know that I've seen that happen on Stranger Things, because usually there's not that many extras. Yeah. Although... I would think that whoever's handling extras casting uses local people. Yeah. And they probably by now know who to go to mm-hmm. in order to be seen for those things. Uh, yeah, because I see people in the background walking around streets and people driving. I like especially older cars. Yeah. Car 80s or whatever it is. Yeah, those are really predominant in that area, too. They're just naturally Well, around. there's clubs and everything. and have You know, there's actually yeah. car clubs and uh, people do that. But yeah, there's... A lot of those, and that's the people that own the cars end up working as extras, you know. And Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. i got to buy an old car. <laughs> I, and I don't know who does the casting for it, for extras. But I would imagine if you get a hold of production or, um, like my agent, it's the people store. Yeah. You could call some one of the agents like that. Oh, that's where um, Shannon Purser was from, too, the people store. The people store, yeah. Yeah. Best agency in Atlanta. <laughs> I might be a little prejudiced, but... <laughs> It's a good one. It's, it's a, good a one. very good one. Very pleasant people. When you were um, on set, I know that sometimes they have two units going at the same time. Mm-hmm. Did you happen to see, while you were waiting, any other um, scenes being played out? No, usually your second unit stuff, if it's not just a backup shot for the main one, mm-hmm. the second unit stuff is like they'll go to a different area and get that out of the way while maybe there's a car driving down oh, okay. the street. Or, so your second unit shoot is generally just pick up shots that are extraneous and don't have dialogue in it. Okay. No, I shouldn't say extraneous. They're, they're <laughs> very integral. Uh, but they're not, you know, they don't have dialogue. Yeah. And, and you can, a lot of times they use them for cutaway shots. Yeah. You know. Um, let's see. So do you get recognized out on the street? Does anyone ever recognize you? Very, Because that's very a pretty big it. scene. I People quote that all the time. Just bring me up, Donald. The only time that I ever got recognized was when I was in Heat of the Night. Oh yeah. Yeah, and somebody say, I thought I recognized. I thought you were. I thought I seen your picture on a, a post office wall, because <laughs> I was always shooting somebody or doing something. Bad. And then they said, then I realized you were the you're the no good bum that was killing. Oh <laughs> no! Have you ever considered going to any cons or maybe at least Dragon Con here in Atlanta? To meet some of the fans? I never have. It sounds like fun. Yeah, I think you should. When we were talking to Robert, um, he was telling us that he just thought that the fandom wouldn't care. No one would want to see him. Oh, it's like, man, I'm an old hippie. Who cares? You know? No, but I think that that's the thing is the Stranger Things fans, like, we want to, you know, we want to talk to everyone and know everyone. I sure. thought I was like, you should definitely go down. I know that, you know, Catherine and Randy are huge draws. I was like, you should go with them. And you should go, and I think it would be amazing. Oh, I'd love to. Up. I just don't know anything about it, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that would be a great thing. I um, mean, what's the, the show on TV that they're always going to Comic-Con and Dragon-Con? And, uh, yeah. Uh, the one from Outer, what's the name of it? Uh, 
the big explosion, the... Uh, big Bang? The Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheldon and his buddies are always going to Comic-Con and say, that looks like fun. Yeah, I'd never been to one until maybe a couple years ago. And I went to my first one just because my friends were running the con. And my sister was a fan of this 1990s band, the Aquabats. And they had a kids' TV show. And so we went, and it was just the best time. And since then, you know, we went again uh, to see the kids. And since then, we've been to a couple. And it's so fun. It I would, bet. It, you I know, I didn't realize how popular that kind of thing is. Until when when Stranger Things first put up their Facebook page, yeah, I went on and made a comment about what nice kids the kids were. Oh my God, there was nine million. Some of them going, "Who is this guy? What's he doing here?" You know, it's like, <laughs> "Who do you?" I think I read that. I think that's where I saw you. I think I was like, "Oh, he works on the show. That's interesting." Yeah, and it's like, uh, and I said, oh, "I'm sorry," you know. I just backed right out. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, all of a sudden there was like. There's how many likes on this? You know, it's like amazing. Yeah, that's cool. Let's see. So we put out a post on our Instagram feed that we were going to be talking to you. And we actually got a lot of questions. Some of these you might not be able to answer contractually because people are always asking season two things. So I'll just go through it. Um, Stranger Confident Wheeler 98 of an extremely long name, but they're great (laughs) people. They wanted to know, um, do you have a funny or cool story on set? that you remember that you'd like to share? Did anything fun happen on set? Well, it was all fun, but um, as far as anything goofy or anything, anything really unusual, nah, not really. <laughs> it's, I mean, yes. I mean um, it was, it, it's so smoothly running and everything goes well and there, there doesn't seem, the only thing I got that really jumped out at me is nothing weird was uh, Sean Astin when I met him, what a sweetheart he is. Yeah, my husband said the same thing, that he just, I wanted, I want to meet him as well. He was at a con, but his line was so long. I was, I thought this, this will be our entire day. Yeah. Um, I mean, like me, I'm a huge Middle Earth fan. Oh yeah. You know, so I had to go over, even me, I'm getting my fanboy (laughs) picture. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, they also asked what it was like working with Winona, so you answered that. Um, The same person wants to know, what was your favorite thing that you used to like back in the 80s? Like, what was your favorite thing to do in the 80s? Anything cool from the 80s (laughs) that you liked seeing in the show? That I can talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, let's see. I mean, there's one thing jumps out immediately at me, um, but we can't talk about that with this kids watch this show. Um, Let's see, the the favorite thing in the 80s, um, dancing. I, I was a disco DJ in clubs at that time. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I used to dance a lot, you know, so that was a lot of fun. That's cool. Um, yeah, I there's this there's this fan theory, and we don't know if it's true or not, that they're going to have a snowball dance this season, um, and we hope that they do, but there was an extra call. This was just open to anyone, and they wanted kids who could learn dance routines, and I was thinking, you know, it would be funny. You remember how in all those 80s movies, there would always be like a prom or a middle school dance, and all sure. of a sudden, everyone would break out, and they'd all know like the dance routine. The same dance, yeah. But, like, yeah. when you're a kid and you watch that, you're like, that's funny, but like when you're older, you're like, that makes no sense. That's never happened. But I was thinking, you know, that would be cool if Stranger Actually, it did Things... Happen. Did it? Yeah, there were line dances that were very popular. Oh, really? Oh, sure. Everybody would do that. You think it's only country, but Guys, no. you heard it here first. Uh, yeah. There were, like, huge line dances, and everybody knew it. Oh, that's cool. Everybody knew the, the moves. Well, that's what we were hoping. We were like, maybe the Duffer Brothers, because they're so, like, keen on 80s things, they're going to have a scene where they have the kids and some friends break out into a routine. I worked I would love in that. the largest disco in L.A. for a while. Oh, cool. Uh, and I would remember looking out on the floor some nights, and you'd see, like, 2,000 people out there doing this shuffling move. 
Most That's of the time, amazing. I always thought that was something that was just kind of like... Yeah, mostly it was freeform dancing and a little disco dancing, but, uh, you know, every once in a while, there, people would get out and they'd start doing the... Like if there was a certain song that came on that everybody knew it too? Sure, sure, yeah. I don't know how she pronounces this. Valley Liz Dalee? I'm sorry, I know that I butchered that. She wants to know, or he wants to know, who is your favorite character on the show? Do you have a favorite character? Besides Donald. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that guy, Melville. Wow. He is Such really cool. Depth. Uh, um, let's see, my favorite character on the show. Well, probably Eleven, yeah. She's yeah. great. Yeah, she's, she's a cutie. Stranger Things HD says, out of the actors, who was the coolest or the nicest person offset? I'm sure they're all nice, but all is there nice. someone particularly that Sean stood Ashton. out? Sean Ashton. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so we haven't nice. seen him yet in season two, but he I bet he's going to be great. He's a sweetheart. Yeah, he's a nice guy. I'm going to ask you this question, but you can say no comment. Miss um, Jaybird11 wants to know, can Charles tell us whether or not he will be in season two? Well, I've been in it once. Um, I, I swept a sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's all you need to do. As the uh, as they were introducing Sean Astin's character, um, I I sw- was sweeping the sidewalk. I haven't heard from him since. Still got fingers crossed. Yeah, I know that they're still working on those final two episodes, so you never know. Yeah, and I got a couple of really interesting stories about that, but I can't talk about it. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll have you back after season two. After we'll season come two, back and we'll say, tell us Really all the dish details. the dirt, yeah. That would be cool. We would love that. So, A Bloody Nose and Ego says, what was your favorite thing about working on Stranger Things? And I think that that goes with another person who says, I can't find them, but they wanted to know what what's the best thing about being a part of Stranger Things, the TV show? Like, were you shocked when, first of all, when it came out, were you shocked at how successful it was? Yes, I was. I have to admit, I liked the show, and for me personally, I thought it was cool. Uh, but I really, to be Quite frank, I didn't think that it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be another, another, you know, little thing on cable. Yeah. Uh, but and all of a sudden, you started seeing things happening and mushrooming and realizing it was just, you know, it was just cool. It was so retro and so, uh, you know, I, I mean, for me personally, it was like just a very, very neat kind of interesting show. I remember when it first came out, I I never watch trailers for anything because I just feel like sometimes they spoil it, sometimes they don't. But I saw a poster for it and it was the three kids, um, Mike, Dustin, and Lucas on a bike. I think they were like in a forest and Will's bike was laying in front of them. And it intrigued me so much I watched it. Um, And I was a kid in the 80s, um, late 80s, but um, I just remember... Just connecting with the show in such like a huge way. It was so weird. I was like, these kids are like me and my friends. Like, well, that was the whole thing about the kids was they weren't Hollywood kids. Yeah, they were like real kids from the block. You know, I mean, like the the little guy with the curly hair and the lisp. Yeah, Gaten. Yeah, yeah, he's he's funny little guy. (laughs) I really like his character. You know, but they were all just so natural and so easy. Yeah. You know, there's none of that forced. You can you know what they're going to say before they say it formulaic so many things on tv are so formulaic yeah well it was nice because it's it's like the duffer brothers were able to pull in things like because you could see the similarities between et or sure you know That's the what I'm saying, that retro vibe right and yeah. it really felt like you were watching it and plus the kids are such amazing actors sometimes you would see tv shows with kids and you're just like no this is not working but with them like the harry potter movies like those kids are just so good yeah so laid back and natural that's the whole thing when i used to teach acting what i always told my students was if you're going to order a loaf of bread just order a loaf of bread don't try to do anything special with it 
Yeah. You know, and it, it, people keep it simple. That's it. I used to call my method when I taught that it was the kiss method. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. You know, don't, don't get caught acting because it's nothing worse. I remember reading from Miami Vice, and you could hear everything because they were auditioning right there at a, behind a little paper wall. Oh, okay. And some guy came in that had a heavy theater background, and he got in there and started doing his part. And all of a sudden, the casting director goes, Cut! And she says, Could you do it again and try not to act this time? <laughs> you know, and it's like, don't get caught acting. That's the whole deal. How many, um, I meant to ask you this earlier when you were talking about it, but when you auditioned, um, did you do a tape? Did you do a live read? Uh, well, initially, I'm sure we taped first and then submitted that. And then, then you generally do a callback. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I do a lot of auditioning. so I mean, so, And now they switch everything where you have to film your own auditions and then submit them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so now I'm now a producer, director at home, too. <laughs> when um, Stranger Things came out, did you get a lot of calls from family and friends who were like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God, you're on my favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I remember we went to Jackson because we were... I mean, I know it's totally a prop, the yellow phone that Winona buys, but we went to Jackson and we were like, I wonder if they sell those phones. Yeah, it's kind of like. That would be the Stranger Things sales thing where you sell the paraphernalia. That would be yeah. a great thing. And it's funny. When we went, so we went to that town right when we moved here. So Stranger Things had been out for like maybe a month. And no one had been to the town. Like no, It wasn't like a big tourist attraction. Sure, sure. Um, and sometimes we go back just because we like to like walk around and see if there's anything new. And this guy who owns the rental solutions, which is by the alley where Jonathan and Steve fight in season one, he came out and he was like, you guys looking for Stranger Things stuff? And we were like, yeah, we're just looking around. And he was like, you guys are like the 10th people today. Like so they said, guys, it's just massive influx of like people I coming in. I talked to the owner of the store that we were shooting in for my stuff. Yeah. And I said, you know, you ought to be selling paraphernalia in here, right? He goes, you know, we thought about that. <laughs> well, they did. They're, they've started. Oh, they have. Okay. Yeah, because when we so when we went there, there was there was nothing there. It was just the store, and I think they could kind of tell why we were there. But we also bought some stuff because we didn't just want to be like lurking around their store. Right. I right. really wanted to ask if I could get behind the counter and pretend to be you and have my sister be like, <laughs> just ring it up, Donald. But we were like, let's just see. But someone who follows us on Instagram, um, we call our fans strangers. That's the community. They um, messaged us and they said, look at this video. And the store actually, like like I told you earlier, they have the sign that says, welcome Stranger Things fans. And they have like a book that you can sign. But also in the case, they have like a glass case now. And I don't know if they purchased them or they made them or I don't know how that works. But they have like Stranger Things t-shirts and sure, things like that. that's a smart move, yeah. It is smart because you buy it and then if you buy it, they're, you know, you can take more pictures. You know, when I knew this was really a kick-butt show, my brother is a wardrobe stylist in L.A. Oh, awesome. And he and his wife are both very well-known wardrobe stylists. And, uh, I mean, they've, like, their son, Nick, uh, what's his name from the Rolling Stones? Mick Jagger. Yeah. Is his godfather. You know? What? Yeah, yeah. So, it's like, they, they, they're always in the business. They work with the biggest stars. They're so jaded, it's terrible. No, <laughs> nothing ever impressed. They, you know, it's like me. They, who cares? Yeah, what did you do? Another thing? Yeah, good. You know? Yeah. But all of a sudden, I get the call from my nephew. Uncle Bud! <laughs> I just saw you on my favorite show, Stranger Things! And I'm going, okay, I finally made it. It's like... <laughs> 
I've been working 30 years in this business. I've done all these parts. And you finally said, oh, my God, you're an actor. Was he? Did he know you were going to be in it? Or was he just watching no, it? No, and he, he was just watching you. it. He saw me. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. It was like, he's so funny. He says, oh, my God. I got. I told all my friends this. And like I said, they're so <laughs> jaded in this business. They don't care. But it's like, all of a sudden, I'm a hero now. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that is funny. So um, what are you working on now? Are you working on anything? Well, um, let's see. They just aired a thing. There's a underground. It's called a yeah. Um, yeah. Roberts in that as well. Uh huh. I was a, a, a evil guy buying and selling slaves. I saw a picture of you. It was great. It looked great. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, you know, I've, I've done a few little things. Most of these little things that they're small independent films, and you'd have to really look. It's like the one that I really liked working in the most was that nasty guy that I told you I worked for the the director. Yeah, the new it, director. Yeah. Um, he, it's a uh, movie. I don't know where he, I had to look for it for a while to find it, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I play a, a a real preacher called Brendan Manning, who is apparently very well known in the Christian community, and I got such feedback on that from churches and things. Oh, really? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But nobody else has ever seen it that I know of. But what's the uh, name of the movie? Uh, Ragamuffin. Ragamuffin. Okay. Yeah, and I got I played Brendan Manning, and I I got to be a preacher, and because usually I'm kicking dogs and. Shooting people. And, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. And, sounds but, terrible. Oh, yeah. So that's, I'm always playing, like, when I had the recurring role on Heat of the Night. Yeah. Head of BOAP, the Brotherhood of Aryan People. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, shooting people, blowing up cars, yeah. Well, Robert was telling us when he was being cast for, I can't remember if he said this during the interview or after, when he was being cast for Underground, that he was being considered for, like, some evil roles and some, like, really good, like, abolitionist roles. And he was like, luckily, I felt like I got a good abolitionist character. He was like, so... Yeah, no, we were... My mind, we were dickering on how much I was going to make per head by stealing free slaves and free black people and selling them as slaves, you know? I think it's really nice how many local... I mean, we talk about this all the time, but just how many local actors appeared in Stranger Things and how booming Atlanta is just for film right now. Oh, sure. It's so exciting. Yeah, it is exciting to have a project of that caliber. And, you know, it's like I didn't even realize how good they were doing. I got busy with other things. I flip on the TV. I think it was one of the... Not the Academy Awards, but the Emmys or something. Um, it was probably the SAG Awards, where David well, no, Harbour gave the I speech. Watched. Oh, okay. Uh, but I mean, I was part of the cast. I was very excited. Yeah. Won best ensemble cast. Um, but I, I remember watching one of the award shows, and all of a sudden, in the opening, here come the kids on their bicycles riding down the. Oh, aisles. it was the Emmys where they passed yeah. out the PB and J. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought, oh my God, this really is a popular show. <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah. It's huge. Like, it's crazy how big the fandom is. Um, and I mean, I guess we can, I guess we understand because, you know, like, Tori and I watched it. And if you listen to our podcast, it's well known that I watched it a few times and I kept trying to convince my sister to watch it. And she was like, this looks boring. This looks stupid. Oh, no. And, and then she watched it and it was just, like, immediate. Oh, yeah. And, and what, when you know a show has made it is when you hear them referencing it in other shows. Yeah. You know, was, like, I was watching one of my favorite uh, Cops and Robbers kind of whodunit uh, serial shows. And all of a sudden, I, the guy's talking to his girlfriend. He says, well, what do you think I was doing? I was home binge-watching Stranger Things. And I saw four episodes without you, you know? And I said, okay, they made it, you know? That's awesome. You're like, that's me, guys. I'm in that show. <laughs> Did you get to keep anything from the show? 
Like mm-hmm. any like the best, or did you get to or no? I probably yeah. should have. You know, it's like uh, I know generally they don't let you keep things, but yeah, I mean they're real good about it. the prop people are going. <laughs> okay, give me that back now. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember Gaten, the kid who plays Dustin, was saying he originally wanted to take his hat home, and they were like, "You can't take this hat." <laughs> I stole a hat one time. I did. I have to admit to it. <laughs> I uh, I was working on a uh, a two part miniseries called um, oh god, it was. The Civil War thing with Patrick Swayze. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. North and South? North and South, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how my grandmother watched that. Yeah, I was leading the the mob trying to hang Patrick Swayze. No! Yeah, yeah. But you know the stovepipe hats? Yeah. I still have that. Oh, that's cool! <laughs> and when I, if I went to Comic-Con, I would. it has a big feather in it, I'd wear my stovepipe hat. Yeah, I think you should go to a con. Like, especially Dragon Con, it's so big here. When does that happen? Um, I think it usually happens like August, September-ish. Um, is that over? Because it happened when I moved here. And I is moved that here. up in Cobb County at the mall up there? Well, it's it's in downtown Atlanta. Oh, okay. It's, um, but it's huge. It's one of the biggest cons. And it's oh. and I always think it's interesting that they don't have the Stranger Things kids because it's oh, like, yeah. they're here. Let's like bring them in. Why not? Yeah. They went to Days of the Dead um, in Atlanta. So that's how we got to see them. But I think Dragon Con is, I mean, that's a like internationally like known huge con. Yeah, yeah. So I really am pushing Robert. I'm like, Robert, Robert and Charles. Um, yeah. And now I'm going to push you. I think, I, you know, everybody just Well, if to, anybody ever invites me, I will go. That's awesome. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, it's they're definitely fun. And it's really nice to meet, you know, the fans because they'll bring you, like, you know, handmade art or they'll find out what your favorite snack is and they'll bring you, like, a lunch or... Well, yeah, yeah. Just such a nice community of people, I think. Yeah, the, I noticed that there's so many of them that follow it. Yeah, Facebook. I mean, I was, I was just trying to update my little page on there and all of a sudden after I put these posts on there which I gotten a little blowback on uh, <laughs> but all of a sudden I noticed my Facebook page Charles Lawler which is just my acting page yeah all of a sudden I'm getting hits on it you know and it's like people going oh really I think that's how, yeah I definitely think that's how I saw you you they posted that iconic black and white photo of the entire cast and it was upside down and it was like the first day they were reading for Stranger Things season two and you had made a comment that was like you know I knew these kids were gonna be great the first time I met them they were so nice and people were like who are you how do you think you know these kids and you were like hey it's okay <laughs> sorry like, gee um, but I did see a couple of defenders who saw it and they were like look at his page he's you know outside the store he's a cast member so yeah yeah well, plus, my name my real my legal name is Charles Kaufman right but my birth name was Charles Lawler which is what I carry in the union so that caused a little confusion on there because well when we post the article or the podcast we'll definitely link to all of Charles's social media so you guys can follow him and see what projects he's working on and um, right now you just have a Facebook account yeah IMDB and Facebook and for anybody who doesn't know about IMDB it's the Bible of you want to know about an actor, you want to know about a movie, internet movie database. Yeah, we generally link to those each episode for each of the actors that we've been fortunate enough to speak to. Yeah. yeah. Well, Charles, um, it was really awesome speaking with you, and I'm very glad to know that you're going to be in season two. Uh, well, let's hopefully I'll be in it again. Yeah, I mean, there's Anybody still listening time. out there, put the word in. <laughs> <laughs> Old actor needs work. No. Okay, well, thank you so much. Stay strange, everybody. 
Thanks for listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com, as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every Monday, so be sure to subscribe to us. We're available on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and Pocket Casts. Okay, so a little extra story, just because it's interesting. Uh, John Frankenheimer, who a lot of the younger people probably won't know who he is, but huge directors, won, uh, you know, I think Academy Awards, and uh, mentoring candidate with Frank Sinatra, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, we were talking, and he told us the story about, uh, he was shooting a scene with Frank Sinatra, mm-hmm. and the scene was, there's a guy that's been drugged, talking to Frank Sinatra, who's the investigator. Mm-hmm. And they shot the scene. And back in the day, you didn't have it on video. This was, you had to wait for the dailies, the film to be sent back so you could look at it. And so the film came back and they looked at it and all of Frank Sinatra's shots were out of focus. Blurred. Oh no. Oh yeah. And Frank Sinatra was well known as a prima donna. He did not reshoot stuff. You would get it right do it in one take pretty much, or that was it. He'd get pissed and walk off the set. So anyway, Frank, they told him, and he said, no, he said, screw you, I'm not reshooting this stuff. Wow. So they had to live with it, and they put it on. Well, when the reviews came out, one of the reviews was, what a brilliant scene. The guy has been drugged, and now we're looking from his point of view, and everything's all fuzzy. <laughs> And so then they asked, they asked, awesome. they asked Frank, I mean, uh, Frankenheimer about it. And he said he kept a straight face and said, yeah, we thought that might work. <laughs> and he said he never admitted that it was all a mistake. That's awesome. Sometimes so, so, mistakes are like the little gems. Sometimes the best things that happen in film are things that sort of accidentally happen. Like, uh, what was the one with the guy uh, uh, who, who, with the hat? Dustin. The bull whip. Oh, no. Um, in the Manchurian Candidate, or no, 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 uh, the the series where the guys Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, yeah, okay, the, the one where guys. The, the the great big guy comes down the alley with the sword and he swings the sword around and they tried it several different ways and it didn't work, yeah, and he said, how about this? He just turned around and shot him and they said, that's it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny, yeah, yeah, that's funny. A lot of the stuff, so that's why you never break character. You always stay with it. If you blow it, you just keep going. You improvise and. Who knows what you might get.